This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Alrighty, welcome to another edition here of Reinvention Radio. Steve Olsher hanging out with the lovely Mary Goulet. Hello, Mary Goulet. Hello. Richie Ote, what's up, my brother? How's it going? Good, 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 good. I'm White. happy to have you guys back. I'm happy to be back. And, you know, Kelly was in the house with us last time. Kelly was in the house. How was that, by the way, with It Kelly was here? so much fun. I we bet. Had Kelly's a riot. two guests. Kelly kind of co-hosted with me. It was great fun. I love when the gang is all back together as yes. well. Whiteway's got under control in the studio. Kelly is now back at headquarters, got under control there and here on Reinvention Radio. We do scour the planet to find you the most amazing people who are dismantling the status quo in so many different ways and areas and niches and industries and so on and so forth. Uh, and today's guest is certainly doing that in uh, in his own right, and we're really excited to have him join us here shortly. Uh, I, I will just simply say this. For those uh, who were messaging and asking uh, about uh, the the health issues that I was battling, uh, I will say that uh, for once a negative thing is a good thing. So um, I uh, I had an elevated PSA level, which evidently some people just do, and I've had an elevated PSA level for a number of, of years off and on, but I've never actually had the the prostate biopsied. And, um, oh. and so, yeah, so uh, as some of you know, I've had colonoscopies and whatnot, and then they found some precancerous stuff at some point. They ended up taking out my cecum and my appendix and rerouting the... Listen to you. The, the, you know, the, all the medical language. The, the canal down there and all that fun stuff. And, um, and so that was about two years ago now, a year and a half ago now. Uh, and then this go, they were like, well, yeah, we need to see what's going on with that prostate. Because I've got, according to my doctor, I had the, uh, or I still, I guess, technically have the prostate of a 69-year-old man. Um, mm. which made my wife thrilled, by the way. Nothing, nothing turns a woman on more than telling her when you're, when you're 49 that you have the prostate of a 69-year-old man. Nothing gets him going quite like that. <laughs> so, uh, wait, are you jumping in already? Are you good? Well, well I was just going to mention uh, PSA levels do kind of, kind of correlate to testosterone. So it's you're just too damn macho. Yeah, right, except my T levels <laughs> low as well, so I don't even know about that. So there you have it. Uh, matter of fact, my, uh, my my holistic practitioner, my naturopath or whoever I'm seeing, has got me all in these supplements. She wants me to inject testosterone. And so if you see me in like a month and I'm just like Rocky Balboa and I'm just stacked, <laughs> you'll know that I started getting on the tee there. Uh, but anyway, my doctor said, hey, uh, we think you should get this thing biopsied. And so uh, that was an unpleasant experience. Uh, let me just step you through it. He goes... Basically, okay, uh, well, I got some good news and some bad news as I'm on the table. He goes, the good news is um, that was just my finger. Uh, the bad <laughs> news is uh, the thing that I'm using here is twice as big. So uh, sit back and relax, Yeah, which I obviously had no choice for. But they biopsied it and, uh, and got the message last week that everything came back negative. So yay, yay on that. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about uh, this is actually a really interesting conversation here with our guest Bernardo. Uh, Bernardo uh, Moyo is going to be joining us here. And so, because he's, uh, I mean, obviously, in the, if you know Bernardo, you know he's into personal development. He's got the Best You Expo and Best You Magazine and so on and so forth. So this will be a really interesting conversation around um, all of that. And and so, you know, it was, I, I will say this, that it was a little bit interesting because I think there is, there's a part of me that doesn't know how to stop and celebrate and be the best you, so to speak. And, and again, a really interesting segue into today's conversation. 
because like I got the message from my doctor and the voicemail now translates it into text, right? So you just look at it and you see the the text there of your voicemail and basically just calling to let you know that the test results came back uh, and there's there's no signs of cancer, you know, completely negative. Uh, you should probably just get your blood checked in four to six months or whatever it is. Didn't even pause. Hmm. Like, didn't even pause. Not, not a moment to go, hmm, how cool is that? What was the next thing you did? Yeah. Posted something on Facebook. Just took a screenshot of it and posted it on Facebook because there were some folks who were asking who knew I was going in and, and whatnot. I'm so glad that the transcription, the guy spoke clearly because <laughs> sometimes you get these... <laughs> blanks right where there's an important part <laughs> right, of the, the phrase most important word no, no, there. No, no, no. What, what was it what was that word <laughs> so i don't know i just it was just it was an interesting look into my into my own psyche i guess in terms of like how i operate as a human being and i think there was a part of me that may have actually been feeling like if it came back as as a positive result then maybe that would have been a, a better different easier path you know like now I have something new to contend with, a new challenge to overcome. and You're always on to something gonna, new anyway. You yeah. know, so I don't know. It's just the weirdest thing. And, mm -hmm. and maybe Bernardo can shed some, some light on that because I know you work with lots of folks all over the world and some of the most interesting people uh, on the planet. So let's uh, wait. Let's actually bring in Bernardo Moya, uh, who is joining us today. And Bernardo, first of all, thank you for joining us here on, uh, on Reinvention Radio. So thank you for that. And uh yeah, man. You, I know you've been doing this work in personal development and the Best You Magazine, the Best You Expo, and, and, and the whole nine. You know, it, and, and your work is really focused on helping people to, well, to, to live their dreams and enhance and improve their lives and so on and so forth. What's kind of your knee-jerk reaction to my not even taking a moment to pause on that? Hi, thank you. Thank you, guys, for the opportunity, and thank you for being here. And congratulations, uh, Steve, for congratulations. I, I think that's um, what you've probably experienced is is what happens to a lot of people we don't we don't tend to enjoy those moments you know this was this was great news for you obviously and pausing and stopping and enjoying it is what we should do um but listen my my, my two um what i want to share with this is that I, I think i think that's one of the challenges we have with personal and professional growth i think that you know kind of we're, we're all very passionate not all of us but i mean i think Everyone's starting to understand the importance of, you know, enhancing our lives, improving our skills, becoming better individuals. Um, we read more, we, we, we post more, we, we watch more TED Talks and all sorts of materials. But, but my, what, I, what I feel is missing is, 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 is pausing, is exactly pausing and stopping and, and really uh, trying to understand what our purpose is in life, mm -hmm. what we're here for, and spend some time exploring that. Because, you know, we, we, we're directed by you know, social media, the, the next post, the Twitter or whatever we got to do today, you know, and, and we don't spend enough time thinking about what we're, what we're here for. And it is because I, I, I think we have this, this sense that we believe, we know we're not, but we believe we're immortals. You know, we, we mm. believe we're here forever. And I think that's the thing that's missing. I think what's missing is, is stopping, pausing, uh, focusing and understanding, you know, what we're here for, what our purpose is and start making uh, you know, start adding things to your legacy, you know, things that you're going to leave behind now, mm. you know, and, and I think that's kind of what I, what I'm really focusing at this point in, in my life with, with what I do. Yeah. Let's, um, let, let's give folks an understanding then of how you got to where you are in the work around 
uh, the best you and the coaching and the other, uh, all the work that you're doing here, because first and foremost, if you guys are not familiar with uh, the best you expo and, and, and the magazine and so on and so forth, uh, there are a lot of personal development related events and workshops and so on. Uh, the best you is on a whole other level. <laughs> I mean, like this is not just like your mom and pop. Hey, let's get together and have a nice little workshop at the YMCA. Like, what did you in in London? What did you have? Twenty five thousand people there over over a couple of days. How? What was the last one you just did? Well, the, the last one we did in London was that it wasn't it wasn't twenty five. We had just under fourteen thousand people. So oh, that's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, yes, it, it, was, it was only fourteen thousand, but you know, kind of the show's grown. Uh, it went from London from three thousand to six thousand to twelve thousand to close to fourteen and a half thousand people. We had this year, so yeah, the show's has uh, grown and it's um, it's becoming something. Uh, extremely exciting and beautiful yeah and and you're you're taking that show on the road so you're actually coming to la with that show next correct yeah i did one here in long beach a couple of years ago i did one my first one here we did in long beach and we had around i think at that point we had around seven eight thousand people pre-registered we had close to close to four thousand show up three mm -hmm. and a half thousand i think so you know it, it was a good first attempt i didn't think it was great our first one uh, but that's just because, again, you know, I didn't smell the roses. I was already focusing on on the next year. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, so it's our second event. We're here in in California in the LA Convention Center, the twenty twenty first of March, and you know we've got high expectations. A lot of people tend to love what we do, and and they're very excited about us coming back. So we're here to make a splash, and we're here to stay. So um, we'll see. Watch yeah. this space. So let's talk about how you got to this point then, because this is a fairly new endeavor for you in the scheme of things. You had been doing other things throughout your career. So take us on, on let's just call it the brief journey back so we can understand how you got into this world of personal development and, and creating the best you and, and so on and so forth. So just give folks an understanding of where you came from so we can more appreciate where you are. Yeah, so basically, my parents both Spanish. They were they went to work in in London after the you know the Spanish Civil War. They met there. I was born in London. I lived there till I was nine, but then I went back to Spain and I was brought up in Spain. I consider myself actually Spanish. I'm just lucky enough to have both languages and be bilingual. But my mother tongue is Spanish. I was brought up there. But um, I, I just uh, I, well I, I realized I wasn't great in real estate. Okay, so. I, I got into real estate when I was 19 or 20. I, I went from timeshare to running sales lines to converting hotels into timeshare resorts, running sales, you know, running then a real estate property development side. So I did a lot. I lost my money in the first real estate bubble at the age of 26 and then again at the age of 38. Uh, I had a big setup. I had quite a lot of employees. We were selling a lot of properties all over the world. But I just didn't believe in real estate bubbles and it, it really exploded mm. nicely in my face. And and it just hit, I hit reality. So I hit rock bottom, I had to start all over again. Um, always interested in personal development, you know, Jack Canfield, uh, Jim Ron, Tony Robbins, you know, all the greats, you know, I've always listened to the greats, but it was NLP that kind of really put me or got my attention. So neuro linguistic programming. And, and, and I eventually became a practitioner, master practitioner, trainer. Um, and at the time that the banks were repossessing everything uh, and taking everything away from me that I thought was mine, but the banks completely disagreed. I had to start a new life, a new career, doing something that had a bit more of a meaning, and, and I decided to um, to get into real in, into into basically running events. So I became a promoter for NLP seminars, which I still do. I've been running them in te for ten years in, in, in London. I've been doing them with Dr. Richard Banner and Paul McKenna. So obviously, I'm working with the best in NLP. Um, I've 
done, we've trained around 25,000 people. But mm. five years ago, uh, after running, uh, you know, five years of NLP seminars, I wanted to do something different. So I'm still doing NLP, but uh, I wanted to create a brand which I didn't think was around. I wanted to create something that wasn't that didn't exist. I wanted to have a multi-platform that was global, that could reach more, that could that could really, you know, get further. So I started with these expos, the magazine. It always had to be multi-platform. It always had to be global. So I started with that. I started with black, dark hair, and long, and um, <laughs> and it's now grey and non-existent. <laughs> Complete retreat. So you know that, that's where I'm at. Uh, but you know I've loved every, every bit of it. Every every I've loved how the shows have grown. I loved how you know right now I've promoted 700 speakers. I've interviewed more than 100 people. Um, I loved where it's going because now I'm looking at expos in, I'm looking at another one in Dallas. I'm looking at one in Vancouver, one in Mexico. Uh, I'm launching all sorts of other things yeah. around SU. So it's a very, very exciting journey so far. Yeah, that's awesome. And and so let me just ask you a question as it relates to the, the, the best you. I mean, let's be honest. Isn't that sort of uh, an illusion in and of itself? In other words we never actually become the best us, the best me. In other words, if we do, then what? I mean, what Tony Robbins has preached for years, right? If you're not growing, you're dying, right? Those sort of, uh, well, we hear it in a lot of different ways. So as you as you look at what it means to be the best you, isn't that impossible to achieve, so to speak? Utopia, isn't it? Is yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I think I think kind of, you know, when I was when I was thinking of what would I call it, I mean, it, it was it's something that's quite common. Everyone says, "Oh, the best you, the best you can be." Everyone wants to become the best version. I get it. I mean, I think I think there's three types of people. I think people that have given up. You know, they they were born, but they're just literally waiting waiting for the day they die, and they're just going to move on. You know, they're just literally literally just just happy with where they are, and they're not and they're not keen in, in pushing themselves or exploring their minds and and doing new things. There's people that do want to do new things and and are reading and learning about it. Uh, but talk about it. And then there's those that go and make a difference. You know, th those are the three types of people. Mm -hmm. I think that we're all obliged. I think, I think kind of one of the things that we need to understand is that especially, you know, us that we live in this beautiful, well, I'm in California, you know, you can't get better than this, but I'm, I'm saying we, we, we live in these beautiful places where we have technology, we have food, we have electric, you know, we just have to, be, we have to understand how lucky we are. And I think that, you know, if you're not going to do it for yourself, do it because of your kids, do it because of the people that are around you. We're all obliged we were all obliged to become the best version of, of yourself. And, 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 you know, your, your channel in particular, there's three things I believe very much in is in resilience. I believe we all have this phenomenal inner strength within us. We all have it. We all have it. When push comes to shove and you're in a life death situation, especially with a loved one, without a doubt, you will find that inner strength. Mm -hmm. I also believe that, that, you know, we, we have to welcome change, which is revolution. You know, we have to welcome change because change is good. It's just a, it's just a, 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 a changing your mind in order to see change as a good thing as part of growing evolving and reinventing yourself which is which is why i love kind of what, what you guys do uh, we have to reinvent ourselves and reinvent ourselves doesn't mean become a different person just become a better a better person and we we're obliged to do that and that's what i think we need to do i think everyone needs to start taking responsibility the experts the leaders that are going out there trying to teach people teach people to also care of what's happening around the world, around the environment, around you know slavery, mental health. Start teaching them those things as well. Mm -hmm. And you, uh, you know, who is reading the book, who's attending the courses and reading the seminars, understand that your kids look up to you. Understand that you know your friends look up to you, and and you have to be prepared to take those steps because if not, 
listen, you're just going to be uh, in your deathbed one day and, and that's it. You're just going to have loads of regrets. Yeah. And, and I mean, it is a little bit of a double edged sword, too, in terms of your your work when you come right down to it, which is not terribly dissimilar from my work in a lot of ways and, and the things that Richie does and even Mary. I mean, you've got work in this uh, in this realm as well. If we help people enough, so to speak, become the best you, then we we ostensibly eliminate we ostensibly eliminate the need for our existence in terms of being teachers, in terms of having having products or programs or services, right? So, I mean, isn't it to some extent aren't we working against our own objectives of creating the dreams that that we want? In other words if we help people enough, they're not going to need us anymore. That's a limited viewpoint. Okay, perhaps, but is that what you believe? There's enough to go around. There's enough to go around. Yeah. There's enough to go around, and there's and there's enough things to, to learn about, you know, mm. because the thing is, and that's kind of what, you see, when I did my event, everyone's talking about, oh, it has to be niche. Why does it have to be niche? I'm anti-niche. I want an event where I've got a room, a room about yoga and meditation. I want a room for women. I want a room for men, the man cave. I want a room to talk about passion, a profit. I want to talk about business. I want to talk about dancing salsa or curing a phobia. I want my mind to be open to learning new things. We have to be permanently exploring how we can grow because you're never going to be perfect. We're never going to be perfect, but there's always something new that you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, always push yourself. You have to continue to push yourself. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm a great believer that there's so much to learn. We, we probably need hundred lives in order to kind of experience what life could give you and what can life what life can provide you and and we're obliged as i said to go out and live a fulfilled life because you know there's a lot of people that didn't get to our age there's a lot of people that haven't had the opportunities we have there's a lot of people that have will never have the opportunities we have yeah Yeah. and we only use 10 percent of our brain (laughs) well okay maybe eight some people one percent for you <laughs> yeah, and and actually, it's interesting. So uh, this 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 conversation is going to take a left turn really quick here. Um, so on Monday, uh, and for those of you who have listened to the show, uh, you know that I have not been shy about my experiences uh, in terms of drug use and so on and so forth. And I think it's about a year now that I've that I stopped smoking weed on a on a consistent basis, whatever the timing is on that. It's been a while. Uh, but I used to, for, for years, Bernardo, I, I would smoke marijuana nightly to at least the uh, the illusion that I had in my head was that it was going to help me relax, it was going to help me sleep better, and so on and so forth. I found out that I actually don't need it at all to sleep, and I'm, I, I do just fine without it. Um, but what it did do is it did expand my mind in ways that um, I believe did open me up to areas of my brain to that ex- to that extent that I wasn't able to tap into Again, we use whatever it is, 8, 10, 12, 40%, whatever it might be. There's still a huge part of our brain that we don't tap into. And so uh, I have a, a group of friends that I get together with, and we go on these these journeys together. And sometimes those journeys involve MDMA, uh, Molly, ecstasy, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and more recently, uh, it involved LSD. Now, I had never tripped before. I had never taken LSD ever in my life, and I'm, I'll be 50 this year. And they come in doses like a square, and I was scared to do a full square, so I did half a square. And it was, I mean, like, now I know why they call it a trip. It was a trip. Like, it was, like, literally a trip. I mean, that Who whole day, are you? I am a drug user. Oh I am a drug God. proponent. I love drugs. My wife said to me something to the extent of, like, 
why do you feel the need to do drugs? And I said, I get the, I, I've always kind of felt the need to do drugs, like from a very young age, well, whether it's smoking weed or, or Everybody's just or, trying to find enlightenment, whether well, you're in a church or at a bar. or a dr- like, There you They're go. just trying to find a you different way You can find it in a bar? Well, I, I'd can, like to... They're just try- that doesn't mean they're going liquor, to, but liquor they're trying. It, right? I mean, there you go. Yeah. So, Bernardo, I guess the, the point is, number one, have you done LSD yet? Yet, um, I can either confirm or deny. Okay. Um, I was young once, and uh, I think I did my drugs when I was young. Uh-huh. I did them all. I did. I don't. I did them all. I, I did enough. I did. I did trip, but this was like we're talking about thirty, thirty odd years ago. Sure. And one of the things that I mean with that, and I used to smoke because I, I lived in the south of Spain. We're opposite Morocco, so we always had the best hash, you know. Mm. Uh, but um, I think one of the things that happened, and I, I used to smoke a lot when I was younger. I think one of the things that I, I've started to do at my age now is I just really, I'm very into meditating and I'm very into kind of like, you know, keeping my mind clear mm. because I, I want to be completely open to my senses and I want to see why things are happening to me. One of the things that I'm really enjoying now, I've always been a massive believer of serendipity, massive believer. Mm-hmm. But what I'm, what I'm really ex- experimenting now on is being ultra alert on why I am meeting people and why am I connecting to things? Why someone is saying something to me? Or why is someone recommending me a book? I'm trying to make the connections. I'm making the dots. And by me doing that now, things are just coming to me in, in, in so much easier. I'm not fighting it. Because sometimes, you know, what happens in life is we have these ridiculous opportunities, which are the size of, of these petrol tankers, which are just in front of us. And we just walk around them. We can't see them. or We're not listening. We're not open to why things are happening. So for me, what's very important right now is, is, is to stay as alert as I can, to stay as fresh as I can. I've always been an all or nothing kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I'm nothing. Uh, I, I love a drink. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I always try to keep my mind clear. But uh, I respect those that want to uh, experiment. Yeah, so really the question then is, in terms of becoming the the best you and following along on that theme, how do we then tap into more, uh, and, and I love your definition of, of reinvention, mine is, is very similar from the standpoint of, I don't believe that reinvention has anything to do with changing anything about who we inherently are. It's really more of shedding the shackles and the clothes and the characteristics, so to speak, and the whims and the agendas of others that have been cast upon us over the years and eliminating those mm, demands, if you will, layer by layer layer, to get back to the core, to the essence of who we truly are. And so from that standpoint, Bernardo, when, when we look at the ability then to tap into who we truly are what would you recommend? So I know for you, it's, it's meditation and, and getting much, much clearer and much more still and much more silent and allowing those things to come into your life. What, what other modalities have you found to be effective in, in terms of being able to tap into who we really are? I think for me, it's always been about um, making sure that, I mean, for me, you know, I, I, I do smell the roses. I am enjoying my journey. I get a lot of people thanking me for what I'm doing and, you know, kind of complimenting me and I accept that and I love that. But I, I'm always looking at the next project. I'm always looking at my next thing. I've always been like that. But, I mean, for me, it's it's been about pushing. I just have to carry on pushing. Mm. I, I just think there's so many people that uh, just just watch, you know, and just and just let life go by without really 
focusing on what other challenge can I bring my way. So, and it might be, it might be sports wise, you know? So for example, I, I found myself in, in soul cycle uh, a couple of months ago in, you know, spinning. I'd never been in one of those. And I'm, I'm in the middle of the room with this loud music going on and I'm dancing on the bicycle thing. What the hell am I doing here? But, you know, I absolutely loved it. I'm hooked mm-hmm. on there. I'm, I'm, I'm spinning now. Uh, and then, you know, I've never done salsa and I've gone and started dancing. So, but when it comes down to work and when it comes down to kind of challenging myself intellectually, I've got to be doing something that is really challenging me because if you, if you do that and you ask yourself empowering questions, obviously I'm NLP trained. I understand the, the power of the mind. I understand kind of how important it is to have the right language and the right internal dialogue. But for me, it's always about, and, and that's kind of what I, I, I'm not plugging my book, but I am talking about my book. I'm just saying is that the question is about that and, and, and what it is, it's just about if you ask yourself empowering questions, questions that are going to take you to where you want to go, you will start finding the answers. Unconsciously, your mind will start finding the solutions. Things will start coming your way. How many of you have seen a car or a motorbike or something that you like and all of a sudden you see them all over the place? Yeah. That's what happens is unconsciously we are so tuned in, but we don't tune in. We don't ask ourselves empowering questions. So I think if you wake up every morning and ask yourself, you know, what can I do that's different? How can I help people? How can I create something that has never been created before? Mm-hmm. How can I inspire more people? You know, whatever those empowering questions are for you, if you ask yourself those empowering questions, you're going to start finding the solutions. So push, 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 and then rest, and then push, push, push. You just got to carry on pushing. Mm-hmm. People just, as I said, they just, a lot of people just, just lay back and just, and just eat and, and don't exercise and just eat chips and crisps and, and and cakes and then they feel bad and then they don't exercise and they feel bad and and you know they're just not looking for the solutions they're just because on the other hand what happens is those that have the disempowering questions it's the other way around they get up in the mirror they get up in the morning they look at themselves in the mirror and say oh my god how ugly do i look today mm. so now you're going to have a thousand and three reasons why you look ugly today so it's all about how you talk to yourself it's all about the empowering or disempowering questions can take you to where you want to go yeah, so don't bother me when I'm doing that. I'm just having a staff meeting. <laughs> with yourself. With myself. All right, Mary, you got it. Uh, so let, let, me, let me ask you this then. Um, the, the truth for so many is that they have tried and tried and tried and tried to tap into the best version of themselves. And we have had the conversation here on numerous occasions over the years around nature versus nurture. And I am of the belief that nature wins every time. And so no matter who you expose yourself to, no matter what teachings you might have, no matter what readings you might do, no matter what seminars you might attend, it may not be tomorrow, it may not be next week, you may still have that conference or book hire or whatever it might be, but at some point, whoever you inherently are and how you're naturally wired to excel or lack thereof will come back and drive your being, your existence. What is your take on, on nature versus nurture? Do you, and, and Richie, I know you've talked about this before in terms of, uh, what is it when you can change your DNA? What do you call that? Um, Ep- epigenetics. Yeah, epigenetics. Do you, Bernardo, do, do you believe that it is in fact possible for people to change? Absolutely. I, I, I absolutely. Um, you, 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 the world is 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 packed with with uh, 
with examples, you know, when, when they wanted to break the record of the mile, which wasn't bro broke for 30 years and all of a sudden everyone's breaking that record. Or, or, you know, when you see really small people lifting ridiculous weight, which mm -hmm. big guys can't, you know, they, they're not any bigger, any stronger. They just got the right mindset. People that break records are people that believe that anything and everything is possible. So I think it's just about you believing that it's possible and then you creating that turning point from where you never go back. There's people that excelled in the army and the military uh, because, you know, they, they had, I don't know, they, they were very close to going to jail or they were very close to being a gang. All of a sudden, they turned their life around. They had a turning point. So they said, enough. You know, I'm moving forward now. I'm going to change my life. And there's other people that didn't believe that and they've ended up in prison. Mm -hmm. So I believe that anything and everything is possible. You have people that live in the most uh, poor places on the planet and have succeeded to become extremely successful people. Mm -hmm. It's all in the mind. It's all in the mindset. So I'm not a massive believer of that. Yeah. You know, so it's interesting. I, um, I, I, will, I will say that my natural reaction is to believe that people are not capable of, of changing on a foundational level, changing in a fundamental way. Let me give you an example. So, uh, so today, my, my brother who I haven't seen, let me put it this way. My wife and I have been married for 22 years. Uh, she has never met him, ever. So my kids are 13 and 16, well, almost 13 and 16. They obviously have never met him, or not obviously, but they have never met him either. And growing up, I mean, he was in and out of hospitals. He had a lot of mental issues. He was a criminal. Uh, he was verbally, physically abusive the whole night. And so I intentionally put him out of my life many moons ago and never wanted to have my family be exposed to him in any way, shape, or form. Fortunately, he moved and out of con, you know, out of, out of contact, out of sight, out of mind. Uh, I moved, uh, as, as you listen to the show, you know where we live now in San Diego. And so I have no idea where he is, don't care to know who he is, where he is, don't have any interest in, in developing a relationship with him. Well, today the fucker sends me a message on Facebook. <laughs> and it's like, you know, um, sorry I wasn't there for you as a brother. I'm really proud of everything you've accomplished and blah, 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 or whatever. And I, and I immediately say to myself, bullshit, just flat out bullshit. Like there's, there's an agenda. I don't believe it. Maybe in that moment, he's having a moment of I'm a different person. I've healed myself. I've done whatever it is that I need to do to become a better me, whatever that might be. But I guarantee you, if I brought him into our house and I had a stack of cash laying around, that stack of cash would disappear. End of story, and we'd never hear from him again. So, so call me cynical. Call me... Uh, I, I, I just don't... This is a perfect example of perhaps there are moments of change, but I just don't think that people are able to be different than who they inherently are. So why did you get into coaching? Oh, good question. So coaching... Yeah, right. So coaching for me and, and Richie, we've had this conversation before as well. And and Bernardo, maybe you can speak this, to this as well. But Richie, I think you have said this to me probably a dozen times over the years. And what you have said to me is those who were going to be successful were going to be successful, period. 
regardless of who the coach was, regardless of, of anything outside of themselves, if they were going to be successful, no one was going to keep Bernardo down. Like, Bernardo just has that in him. Lost all of his shit in real estate, went through all of this hell. He wasn't going to stay down. Bernardo would be a success no matter what it is that he's doing. He may take some bumps, some licks, some bruises, this, that, and the other. Best You Expo, bam. Best You Magazine, bam. Just it's in him inherently. So someone could come along and teach him and coach him like, hey, here are some best practices to think about when you were doing an expo. Here are some best practices to think about when you were launching a magazine. Here are some things to think about. So those things I can teach, those things I believe people can execute. But if Bernardo didn't have it within him to make the best you a success because of his drive, determination, ability, perseverance, all the crap that he's gone through that has brought him to this point, I don't think this event would exist. Does that answer your question? Yes. And, and Bernardo, feel free to chime in at any yes time, and no, here, by and the way. I, and, and just so you know, over the years that we have discussed this, I'm not trying to be right. I'm like you. I'm seeking, right? We're here, and I really do believe when I made that comment earlier, whether you're in a bar, whether you're in a church, like you're just trying to find something more. Mm. And so, you know, and I'm not a believer in this. We only use 10% of our brain. I think that's a crock of shit. Mm. Um, and it's not because you said it. It's just... Look at nature. Everything that's not needed disappears. If we didn't use the other 90% of our brain, we wouldn't have the other 90% of our brain. It's just mm. subconscious. It's all so go back to your brother for a second. The same event can happen to some, you know, two people standing there, and somebody makes an internal decision that that's a good thing. Somebody makes an internal decision that that's a bad thing. They Pop, give it meaning. Know, they give it meaning. They go on and then to back to Bernardo. Like the questions they ask from then on could just be disempowering questions and it could change the way they act, the way they are, everything about them. But your your brother, and I'm not trying to say you should or shouldn't call him, but he could have just started asking more empowering questions. He mm. may have. He, yeah. he may have, right? And um, But to, to what you were just referring to there, it's like – that's the that's what nurturing is mm -hmm. that is pulling those other asking better questions if not then why when you have new media summit why don't you just ask questions before have you only been successful have you only like like because i only want people that have only been successful you know but you yeah. know you can draw something out you know in that nurturing you might find but the question that the, the, the big debate is 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 that actually changing the person yeah. That's where that epigenetics comes in. I mean, what are we? Our body is just a representation of what we've been doing over time. Mm. And you I, gave... think, I, think, I think the thing, sorry. No, go no, ahead. Go ahead. No, I think the thing is, is well, look, family is, is obviously uh, it's, 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 a, it's a very touchy subject. You know, it's the same as close friends. I am one of my favorite ha uh, hashtags is hashtag no negativity uh, and whatever the consequences are. You see, I've lost a lot of friends along the way and, um, and, um, and I've been prepared to do so because, you know, they, they, they really didn't bring anything to me. Uh, if anything, they were just sucking my energy out. And it's the same with family. Sometimes it can happen. And I think when it comes down to your kids or, or to your family, kind of, hey, could I coach them? Probably not. It doesn't matter. I, I could have a stadium with a million people in, in it uh, paying me millions of dollars each. And my kids would still probably think, um, you know, kind of, what, what, what is my dad doing? <laughs> you know, so the fact is, is that, you know, us wanting to coach our families or, or friends could be different. I mean, the thing is, obviously, we do, if we do have skills, you know, where we could, 
can use either language or hypnotic language or ask the right questions in order to trigger something in their mind, you know, we should do so. Um, I think I think that at the end of the day, I, I, I really do believe that people are capable of changing, even people that have done terrible things and even people that have, because there is, and I think we've experienced this before, as, as you were pointing out, Richie, I mean, you know, uh, two people are in the same room and they experience exactly the same thing. And, and one of them has an aha moment, you know, which is a turning point in their life. And all of a sudden, boom, you know, that they, they become this phenomenal bestseller or, or this amazing, inspiring person that goes and works in Africa. Uh, and the other person stays at home, carrying on doing the same, the same, crap, the same crap. So, you know, I, I just believe that anyone and everyone is capable of changing if they decide that they want to change. You see, the problem, the, the, the thing is that a lot of people are very comfortable in being comfortable. They just mm. do not like change. Mm. They do not like to push themselves. But I always believe that you have to give the benefit of the doubt. My approach to coaching and mentoring people is I'm very brutally honest, brutally honest, but everything I say, I say, look, everything I'm going to say, I'm going to say from a place of love, love and honesty, okay? It's my reality, but I'm going to give you lots of love. It's going to be honest and it's going to be tough. But at the end of the day, if I give advice to someone one, once or twice and they decide not to listen to my advice, don't work with me anymore. Go and find someone else that you want to listen to because you're wasting my time. So I think that's the kind of thing that we have to do. And But, you know, hey, family is, uh, is a challenge. Yeah. Hold on one second. Wait, Mary, I want to give you the opportunity because you were going to jump in right before. Oh, Mara that's okay. Down. I yeah. was just going to say you gave a really extraordinary example, which I appreciate. And it is family. But what about people that hit bottom? I mean, some people take a long time through addiction, through whatever struggle they've attached themselves to, and they do hit bottom mm -hmm. and they do change. They may be very broken still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, what were you uh, what were you gonna chime in on there? Well, how about if we throw in the word adaptable? Okay, because I think it's somewhere kind of in the middle. Um, let's say that you, you know, let's talk nature. You want to play basketball. Okay, if I said you're too overweight to play basketball, lose weight, you can kind of change your nature. But if I say you're not tall enough to play basketball, there's no way that I'm aware of that you can make yourself grow taller. Mm. Right. So there's where nature is immutable. However, can you adapt? Bugsy Moe's, five foot four, five foot six, whatever the hell he was, professional yeah. basketball player, because he didn't change his height. He adapted his abilities to conform to the reality he wanted. Mm -hmm. Love yeah. Yeah. So, Bernardo, let's uh, let's do this here, man. I want to make sure we give you an opportunity to to share uh, anything as it's related to the Best You Expo, the magazine, et cetera. And, and we are unfortunately going to run out of time here. But let me let me ask you this question, because we're actually in the process of launching Podcast Magazine. And believe it or not, there is no magazine of that nature right now that's dedicated to the podcast industry, both the fans and the podcasters themselves. So we're in the process of actually launching that. And I know you've done uh, an amazing job with the Best You magazine and you've been able to, uh, to feature people like Oprah and Clooney and J.K. Rowling and, and so on and so forth. Uh, and, and we've had people actually talk to us in, in our coaching groups and so on about potentially doing something similar in their respective niches. I know this is going down a much different path, but it's very relevant to, to where we're at actually in this exact moment. Did you actually interview 
Oprah or did you just feature her on the cover and take an excerpt from an interview that she did? How, how did you do? I'm just, I'm so curious. Yes, well, I, I, I need to stay clear. I did not interview Oprah yet. Uh, it, it's, in, it's in progress. No, this was a feature that we did on her and we featured quite a few other people. There's a lot of people obviously that we have interviewed. Yeah. Uh, well, her in particular and some of the other kind of main actors. It might be stories that we've either collaborated with other magazines that we've used um, in our in, in our case with the magazine, because it is based on on modeling, you know, modeling successful people, we present or try to showcase kind of what makes them so amazing, you know, mm-hmm. and, and really try to present, you know, their, their life story, uh, you know, to show that, hey, it hasn't been easy for them, you know, uh, and look at how and who they are now. So that's that's always been the the, the aspects of the magazine. Um, it, it's been, uh, you know, it's been a long time. It's, it's been a great nonprofit. Um, <laughs> intentionally, as, uh, yeah. intentionally yeah. or otherwise, right? <laughs> man. So, magazine is all about for me. I think it's digital or print on demand. I mean, we will be doing, we will continue to do the magazine. It's a great service. I did it because I just wanted to put content and content and content and content out there, you know. So, that's what I've done it. And, uh, and it has given me the opportunity. I mean, I'm here now in LA. So, my intention is to start doing what I used to do at the beginning loads of video interviews. So, I do video interviews and then I transcribe it and put it in the magazine. So, obviously, the caliber of them of these interviews are going to go are going to increase more and more because I'm, I'm lucky now that you know a lot of people want to be part of the show of the expo and, and want to get interviewed so there's going to be a lot more great talent coming yeah for sure and uh and my head is still in the ring on that we'll have to figure out how to how to how to make that come to pass i know we were talking about the best you and so on so that's uh the head is still in the ring we'll uh, we will certainly figure that out if you uh, if you kind of just let's say wave a, a magic wand here and get to the point of designing your ideal life, designing your dream life, what uh, what does that look like for you now? Well, uh, I'm I'm really kind of I'm, I'm in a I'm in a beautiful moment uh, right now. Um, I've um, I don't know how long I'm not going to be long, but basically what happened is my book I couldn't publish it because when I started writing the book, I finished the book. I asked myself, because I was asking these questions to the readers, I asked myself a lot of questions and I wasn't prepared. I didn't, I couldn't come up with the answers. So in the book, I talk about congruency and honesty. So I wasn't being congruent and honest with myself. So I couldn't publish the book till I made some tough decisions that I had to make. And I made those tough decisions. And then the book is out now. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really kind of, um, you know, I, I, was, I was married for 30 odd years, 32 years. And kind of, you know, we've just recently separated and, and I'm just simply on a journey of exploring where, how far can I go? Mm. How much more can I do? I mean, my dad died at the age of 54. I was 15. So I think that's been in the back of my mind. I'm 55 this year. So kind of I'm really pushing kind of physically, mentally to do as many things as I can because my dad still had so much more to give. Mm-hmm. And I still like, believe I so much, have so much more to give. You know, kind of I can't even be thinking of, 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 of either semi-retiring. I'm, I'm at my peak. You know, so for me right now, uh, we're going to be opening expos all over the world. Uh, the events are going to be streamed. Uh, I want to reach hundreds of thousands of people. I'm launching legacy clubs pretty much. I've already got 18 legacy clubs around the world. The legacy club is something that I've done. The best two legacy clubs is something that I've done. It's like a networking group aimed around personal professional growth. So we get together on a monthly basis to discuss purpose and to present them ideas about how to leave a legacy Mm -hmm. so the focus is about making a difference talk about charities related to slavery to about mental health about uh you know homelessness or 
army personnel living on the, you know, whatever it is. So that's what the Legacy Club's out now. And I've got them in three in California, one in Dallas, one in Mumbai. I've got one in Bucharest, one in Athens. Um, I've got one in Dubai now. Uh, so, you know, they're launching pretty much all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it started with this intention in mind. And now I've got loads of people doing it for me, too. So um, I think that personal professional growth, I think us, we, we hold the responsibility of really making a difference on the planet. I just think that, you know, forget the politicians, forget the educators. It's a different, you know, it's a different realm now. And we have to go and put these, this content, so all my content, I want to put it out there to hundreds, millions of people so they can benefit from learning from the best Mm-hmm. And, and, and to really get them to understand that, you know, we can really make a big difference. So I really believe that the next three to five years, uh, this whole well-being industry is going to explode. You know, yeah. I just think we're just scratching the surface right now. I think it's going to explode. And yeah. I want to be part of that big, massive explosion. I don't want to uh, I don't want to gloss over this, but it sounds like one of the tough decisions then that you had to make. And one of the tough questions that you had to be able to answer is whether or not that relationship was to continue for you. So how, what was the empowering question that you had to ask as it related to that relationship? Well, it was all around, you know, what, what more am I capable of doing? You know, is anything holding me back? You know, uh, am I, am I, you know, am I trying to please other people? Um, am I still, you know, so kind of like, you know, uh, so for me, it, it was that if, if I want to travel, if I want to go and, and speak around the world and things like that. For me, it was difficult. You know, I mean, I met my wife when I was 15. We got together when I was 19. We're very, very different individuals now. I love her, you know, and I and I believe that at the end of the day, love never dies. I think love simply transforms, you know, and I think it's one of the big subjects that I want to talk about too. And so for me, it's just simply, I just wanted to, 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 to live my reality where, you know, I, I'm simply not prepared to hold back because I wanted to continue to please my friends. I wanted to please to continue my, my kids. My kids are good now, you know. I, I lost people that I thought were friends. They're not because they weren't happy with the changes that I was making. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just an enhanced Bernardo. I'm just a bit more enhanced than I was before. I'm no different. If so, anything, I'm, I'm so more knowledgeable. I, yeah, and, and I get that. And I guess I'm just trying to figure out, like, especially from a best you standpoint and personal development, how, how do you delineate between selfishness and selflessness? Well, you know what? It's funny you bring this up because I end up the book. I end the book talking about selfish development. And my next book, which is a continuation of this, is called Selfish Development. Mm. I believe we have to be selfish. I, I believe that there's nothing wrong with being selfish. Because if you can start taking care of yourself and you become a better person in every aspect of your life, everyone around you is going to benefit. You need, and, and I think it's selfish for other people, for them to expect you to continue being who they want you to be. And, and I think ultimate love is about letting go. And, and, and for me, you see, I'm, I'm being selfish because I want to take care of number one. Yeah. Do I love my friends? Do I love my family? Of course I do. I love them more than ever. I'm just simply exploring and asking myself questions of what am I capable of doing? How far can I go? Can I transform the world? Can I reach hundreds of millions of people? And I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really interesting stuff. Nice. So um, we're going to do this, man. We're going to give you an opportunity here to uh, to share where folks can find out more information about you. And then Mary and Rich and I will, will continue this conversation. So Bernardo Moya, if folks do want to find out more information about you, about your books, about legacy, about the best you, where, where are some of the best places for them to go? And then we'll, we'll continue the conversation here. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, so the, the expo, which is happening on the 2021st of March in the LA Convention Center, to find information about that is thebestyouexpo.com. 
Um, I will send you, Steve, in case you wanted to share it later, I'll send you a link to, for some free tickets if uh, some of your listeners uh, sure. wanted to take advantage. Uh, TheBestDuexpo.com. My page is Bernardo, B-E-R-N-A-R-D-O, hyphen Moya, M-O-Y-A.com. That's got a little bit of information. But my brand, uh, the whole thing that I do is called TheBestYou.co, uh, TheBestYou.co.co. Uh, and there you can see kind of the multiple things that we do with the links to the magazine, the legacy clubs, and all the other things that I'm doing. Yeah, terrific. Bernardo Moya, keep up the amazing work with The Best You and uh, the books and the legacy stuff and everything that you're doing, man. Really appreciate you taking the time to, to be here on Reinvention Radio, and, uh, and we will let you jump, so make sure you check out everything that Bernardo is doing. Uh, so, Wade, let's go ahead and let Bernardo go, and Mary and Rich and I will continue the conversation. Take care, Bernardo. We will talk really, really soon. So, man, you know, it's... Um, it is, as you know, an ongoing question that, that I certainly have about nature versus nurture. And um, look, the, the best you in and of itself, as I said, is, is a little bit of a, do you ever really attain? You get as far as you can, you know. So wherever you are at that point is the best you. Sometimes, you know, you go backwards. <laughs> so, let's, so let's go back. It becomes to, the worst you in that moment, I, I guess. Let's go back to where you started in this conversation at the beginning. Mm. You were getting biopsy. True. Where did that come from? So where did the issue with the prostate come from? Yeah. Um, well, my grandfather and father both had uh, prostate cancer. So one could argue that is nature. Mm -hmm. So why are you nurturing it? Nurturing it in terms of trying to see if it's actually there? Yeah, like get rid of it, do this. Like maybe you're just supposed to get it. You get, you see where I'm going. I, I'm not yeah, saying you so, are, and I don't want you to. So why would you mess? Yeah, so why, why are you messing you with mess it? If, with, if it's all DNA, yeah. and it's all nothing, nurture has nothing to do with it. Yeah. So why am I going to do steroids again so I can bulk up? And uh, yeah, why? What's why, going on? Right. But you, you see where I'm going. Yeah. Right? I want you around for a long Understood. time. Understood. <laughs> like, no, I get you. Yeah. I get you. I get you. So why? So, but I guess to that point, then you're reading between the lines. You're saying it's possible to change the fate and the course of nature. Yes. Yes. In that case, sure. Yeah. And, and, and it, it doesn't mean it always will, but just like the best you, just like we just were talking about, you got to put in, what was it? He said there were three types of people, the people that are just going to oh. kind of get through, the yeah. people who are going to try, try, try. And I was listening at that point, didn't write it down. So and, I'm and then like it kind again. of, they, they want to, but mm -hmm. they don't. Mm -hmm. and, and then, then those that just going to. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we never know when the it's going to actually happen, yeah. right? Like Grandma Moses happened real late. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's just, there's no, when you combine all those things in this most amazing machine on the planet known yeah. as the human body, like. But it does kind of beg the question too of are we, are we in fact messing with, and, and Mary uh, being a religious person, are we messing with God's plan? Like if God said you have cancer and it's yours, okay. and we come in, we go mess West Western medicine, bzz, zap that, get rid of it. Then are we not? So I believe that. How do we, we reconcile that? We were born with our soul, mission, passion, purpose already within us. I think when we get physical stuff, is we're going against our soul. 
We're going against that part of us that can un inspire other people, inspire ourselves, bring, why are we here? That's what he was talking about as well. Mm -hmm. Live the reason you are here, and that takes some self-reflection. So, so when if, you live against that, it then manifests itself in the physical body? It can, for sure. For sure. And then we turn around and we zap it. And then we zap it because we get and scared. It, and it may come back if you keep doing that same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it, it's part of why I made that comment earlier. Like, is it really that we only use 10% of our brain? Because if you think of the first, like, I don't know, they say somewhere between six and eight years, usually around seven, that you're mostly just consuming things subconsciously, mm -hmm. right? Kids, mm -hmm. just pr programming that's going in the back. So to your point, you're, you're saying more, if it's just nature, eventually over time, if you're doing that stuff, you might be able to pull back the onions and get to that person that it was supposed to be prior to that conditioning. Am I hearing that right when you said that? Because I, I, that, that to me is what reinvention is in its purest form, I think, yeah. So the question that I don't know the answer to, but it's worth asking, is could stuff be getting passed down via DNA because the programming, the beliefs, the food, the, the thought patterns, the, everything that's been passed down in that household is being repeated? Mm -hmm. again and, and again and again. I agree with you. And also there's body psychology. So every part of the body represents an emotion. So liver is anger. Lungs is grief. How do they know this? Do they, sit, they did not it's, sit down with the liver and go, are you angry? Like, no, how do they, I always there's studies about it. And of going to the 10%, we are habitual creatures. So what we're doing is we're forming neural pathways and we're missing freeways like crazy in our brain because mm -hmm. we just keep doing same things and letting same. I really believe in his ask empowering questions. Yeah. And saying positive. Like, I can really shit on myself. Oh, you did that. Oh, darn, you're so stupid. And I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah, we are our own worst bully for sure in many times, many places. So... Yeah, I, I love that as well, Mary. You know, the whole concept of asking the empowering questions and how you wake up and what you say and whatnot. So check out all the work that Bernardo Moya is doing uh, and uh, and definitely check out the Best You uh, Expo. That'll be coming to L.A. Uh, in March. I'm still trying to figure out a way to, to get myself into that conversation, which I'm talking to him about, and hopefully I'll be uh, able to speak there as well. So really appreciate you guys hanging out with us today here as we reinvent personal development and uh, of course you can catch all the old shows the archives at reinventionradio.com apple podcasts spotify stitcher all the fun stuff there we'd love for you to get in touch with us as well so please do so from eric galay richie ote i'm steve olsher talk to you next time you just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit reinventionradio.com. Attention coaches, authors, speakers, and business owners. Please pay close attention to what I'm about to say if you want to secure massive visibility fast and generate thousands of highly qualified leads without spending a dime on advertising or marketing. The easiest way to make this happen is to appear as a guest on the world's most popular podcast. We recently came across an awesome resource that provides detailed contact information for 240 new media influencers who are looking for guests just like 
askyou. It's called the Ultimate Directory, and for a limited time, you can get the preview edition of the directory absolutely free. That's right, for free. It's time for you to get the visibility you and your business deserve and connect with the world's leading icons of influence who can make you famous with the push of a button. Get your free preview edition of the Ultimate Directory right now at www.myultimatedirectory.com. That's myultimatedirectory.com.